0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Please welcome your hosts,
0: Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Addict Podcast, Thursday edition. If you missed it, we were live yesterday uh, talking OBJ, potentially going to the Chiefs. We'll get into that in just a minute, but uh, it didn't happen. We were hoping it would happen during our episode. Patrick Allen, Matt Vertoram here for our usual Thursday show where we preview the game coming up. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit. We're getting into the playoff race now, and thankfully, um, we're on the wrong sides. I guess we are usually. I usually am on the left. If people are watching closely, Vertoram. I mean, they know which sides we're typically on in, in the stream here.
1: Hey, listen, every once in a while, you got to screw with people. Uh, I remember years ago, there was, there was an NBC game where were slid in from the other side, and people went nuts. Oh, that so I, great. Th- that's great. Yeah. That's, uh, listen, the, the audience is great. I, I got to say, I didn't even notice it. So the audience on its toes more than I am. Um, yeah. a Cheeto freak, good for you, man. I didn't even notice that. So um, <laughs> that also might be because I woke up like a half hour ago, and I've been, I've been trying to wrangle my four-year-old daughter all morning. But uh, oh, there's man. a lot
0: going on. But we're here, and we're right. ready to go. God bless you. you so I, I've i been up real. So today's my anniversary. So of course I'm spending it with you. Um, I got up, you know, here, I wonder what I, I would, I'm curious to know what, what y'all out in the chat do on anniversary day. I'm a big flowers guy. I like flowers on the anniversary. I like to get a big arrangement. Yeah. But, but like, I feel like I should have, we, we often will exchange gifts or cards or things like that in the morning. I feel like I should have it on hand, but like, where am I going to stash? A, a bouquet of flowers like my closet, you know? So I just get up early and I go out and pick them up, you know, bring back some breakfast most, most anniversaries. but There's always a little part of me in the back of my mind. I feel bad. Like, should I've had this already? And it's not like for a lack of preparation. It's just like, what am I going to do with these flowers? They're going to die. What what do, what do you do? What's your approach to that? So I usually get the flowers
1: like either, I guess it depends on the work schedule. Like I'm off today. Well. Oh. Yeah, you know, kind of. Um, so I guess I today if it was today, like I would have just gone out and gotten them this morning. Yeah, but um, otherwise, like if I worked today, I would have got them last night. It's been like, hey, now it's a little bit early. You can have them enjoy the whole day. See, so Carolyn jumping in the chat, good perspective. This is have them delivered. That's a good call.
0: See, as yeah, a guy, you pay extra for that though. You got to pay extra for that.
1: But I usually, you know, like I'm, I'm a traditional guy. Whether it comes with Valentine's Day, anniversary, like. Chocolates, fla- my wife also loves chocolate, so that, that's easy for me. But yeah. flowers, chocolate, and then, you know, Steph will usually, she, she. I guess like every year there's a different theme you're supposed to have for your anniversary. I didn't even know mm-hmm. that, but yeah. you know, like one year it's paper or one year it's, so now I try to keep up on that, do the best I can, but it's, uh, you know, listen, I just try not to screw it up badly. Um, Cheeto Freak, does she love Count Jocelyn? She, I think, is indifferent,
0: but um, she likes the Frankenberry actually. She's, she's Frankenberry.
1: There you go. There you go. So it's, you know what? Um, I think, I think the most important thing is that you put an effort and that you remember. I know that's corny, but seriously, honest to God, it's like that's the truth. So, um, I, I'm always challenged in my family with my wife's birthday is September 26th. Mazie's is September 27th, so and my parents' anniversary—if you try to remember that—is also September 27th. So there's like a lot of, yeah. so a lot of stuff going on there, and I don't ever want Steph to feel like her birthday's overshadowed. So You have to remember it, it's there's there's a lot. Um, and so by the way, Steph's
0: think, birthday is the the 26th of September. Yes. So is my sister's and Mag's sisters.
1: There you go. Everybody is it's born that day apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so my yeah. my two. Best friends back home who we always got you know, gifts back in the day and whatnot. Easy to remember because my birthday is August 4th. And then my buddy, Matt O., he, his birthday is October 4th. And then my best friend, Mike Condon, was born on November 4th. Very easy to just remember all those things. And thank God, because otherwise I wouldn't remember them. Um, oh, by the way, before we even get any further, uh, we said yes in the chat. But now it's actually a day. Happy Veterans Day. Uh, to anybody out there who has served, obviously, of course, you, know, you have loved ones who've served. You are serving. Thanks so much. And by the way, if you are or you have served, if you feel comfortable with it, drop it in the chat. Like, what, what branch of the military were you in? Um, but regardless, regardless, doesn't I thank you for your service. I come from a family who has a lot of military. Both of my grandparents were in World War II. I had a relatives who were in Vietnam. Um, so I, I, I have the utmost respect for our military and the reason that we're all free.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My grandfather fought in Korea. I know you family in World War II saw the really uh, interesting uh, artifact that you posted a few a uh, few months ago on Twitter. Yeah, just uh, you know, it's um, a really shocking and 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 uh, you know thing to see. And it's just a, it's it's it shows you know your your family's contributions to this country. And I know you know there's not almo- almost everybody's family has some sort of contribution. Uh, to the military, you know, if you've been here long enough, um, so you know, hats off to to all of our veterans, both uh, both with us and no longer with us. Thank you for your service. Uh, my uh, my wife's next Navy vet, uh, but she's a Raiders fan. Well, hey, nobody's perfect.
1: That's right, that's yeah. right. You take the good and the bad. I think it's yeah. uh, you know, it's it's actually funny. Well, your father's a medic in the seals. Not not bad.
0: Um yeah. did okay
1: for himself. I, you know, and we'll get to football here. And so I kind of, you know, it's nice to kind of ease into it. I think the um, one story I always like to share with people is my mom's father. He was in World War II. He was in the Pacific Theater. He was in the Navy. And he was on a minesweeper. And one of his jobs was to get on the anti-aircraft guns when uh, whenever there were kamikazes. And years and years and years, I mean, we're talking probably 50 years after the war ended. He was cleaning out some desk drawer of his. And he actually found the journal he kept during World War II. And we're all like, oh, this is is gonna be amazing, right? Like, we're gonna read about all these exploits. (laughs) I should preface this by saying, by the way, I'm Italian, so I don't mind saying this. He's fully Italian and and filled every stereotype there was. And in the journal, all he wrote down was what he ate every day. So he was just (laughs) like, had more potatoes, they were all right, and then just like launched into this whole thing. He served with a whole bunch of other Italian guys, like the Italian-American descent. So it was all just like. He just listed out like all the meals they made on the ship, and then every once in a blue moon, be like, "Got kamikaze tonight. Survived it. Had more dinner." Like, and that was like, that was the whole journal. It was like a hundred pages yeah. of it. Oh, it was it was it was great. It was great. My, I think my mother still has it somewhere. But it was just it was like the epitome of my grandfather.
0: I love it. Yeah, my my grandfather. He was in the army. He, like I said, he fought in Korea, and he. Um, he joined up, lied, lied on the, you know, to his recruiter and signed up when he was 16 because he wanted to go serve. He worked on, worked on tanks. And, um, I, I'll never forget. We had this, uh, my grandparents had this old, like wooden door on the front of their house. And, uh, a few years, like, you know, as I was getting older, they got a new door and they gave us their old door and we had it in our back door and it had, I it had this, this big, like Oak door and it had this crack running down the middle of it. And, uh, it was always there my whole life. And when my, when my papa died, I was standing there, I was talking to one of my uncles and he, and he said, he says, you know, we were at my parents' house. He said, you know, the story of the crack in that door. I said, no. He said, well, well, your uncle Donnie, my uncle Donnie is also passed. Um, he said, you know, back in the day, he started mouthing off to your, to your grandpa one day and he took a swing at him. He said he was standing in front of that door. He said, what your, what, what your uncle Donnie didn't know was that your, your papa, he was a boxer in the in the army. And he said, he said, I was there. He said, he took a swing. Donnie took a swing at your papa. Your Papa went like this, and then went boom, right in his chest, right in the solar plexus. Knocked Donnie back into the door, cracked the door. That's where it came from. And I was like, that's the greatest story of grandpa ever. That's hilarious. And he said, yeah, Donnie never took a swing at him again. That's so how that that.
1: I learned his lesson. After he was hit hard yeah. enough to crack an oak door. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You oh, didn't have this
0: pan, those panels on there, dude, yeah. right down there. It was great.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, well, happy Veterans Day, story. everybody. Really appreciate uh, it. There's a couple stories from our families, but um, yeah, from us yeah, to you. Happy veterans
0: day. Yeah, happy veterans day. Yeah. Let's let's get into some chiefs talk now. Thank you all for joining us out there. And we saw, yes. we saw somebody wishing, so wishing my wife and I happy anniversary. Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, Aaron. Thank you everybody for your service. Danny, Lewis, Evan. Our guy Cheeto freaks uh, always count on him. Christian always count on Christian to be out there in the chat. So thank you. Yep. Welcome everybody. All right, so let's talk Chiefs. And what I wanted to start with today, Verduram, was before we get into Chiefs versus Raiders, was the playoff race because you know things are starting to heat up a little bit. And boy, I'll tell you what, two weeks ago, if you if you told me that the Chiefs would have the same record as everybody else in the AFC West, I don't know that I would have believed you. So let's let's get into this a little bit. Um, and there's kind of two interesting things happening, right? There's the AFC West, which is obviously the priority if you're the Chiefs, right. so you can try to get yep. try to get one of those home games. But then there's also the whole AFC, and, and and as the Chiefs have been struggling, I know what I've been thinking as a fan was, but well, hey, you know they've got a good chance. We got the expanded playoff field. Hopefully, they can sneak in there and one of you know that six or seven slot. But now, <laughs> and, and what's interestingly enough, they're the eight seed currently yep. on the yep. on the outside looking in in the playoff race. Uh, in the AFC, but in the AFC West, they're they the same amount of wins. The Chargers, Vegas, just haven't had their bye week yet, so they're five and three, and the Chiefs and Broncos are five and four. What do you make of this playoff race? It's it's a huge opportunity for the Chiefs if they can get it together, right? Because they've only played one divisional game, it's, and they're only half a game behind the Chargers, but a full game yeah. if you count the loss with the tiebreak.
1: It's it's Kansas City's divisional lose. Like I, I get their half game back of the, the Raiders and the Chargers. I I have a sinking or not sinking. I have a suspicion that Sunday night football is going to be for first place in that division because I think the Vikings are going to win that game. I don't even think the Vikings are good. I see Gonzo talking about. It. I don't think the Vikings are that yeah. good because Zimmer. I don't think really is, is coaching this team at that point. But uh, at this point, but I, I think it's. I think there's a good chance the Vikings win that game, and if they do then Sunday Night Football is for first place um, because the Chiefs hold the tiebreaker on Denver right now. So if you even want to get into technicalities, not that that really matters at this point, but it's it's a huge game. We've talked a lot about it. If the Chiefs lose this game, I think you start looking at the wild card. Not to say they couldn't win the division, but I think you, you start getting into, all right, well, are, are we talking now a little bit of just trying to get in the playoffs and get five and five, two two losses in the division to the Chargers and the Raiders? I think you probably are. You win this game, even if the Chargers win on Sunday, then I think it all becomes about the division and weighing the division. And look, you look around the rest of the conference. like There's nobody who they couldn't catch. Nobody. I mean, Tennessee's probably the toughest stretch of two back with a breaker. But look around. I get Baltimore and Buffalo have the breakers and the Chiefs because the Chiefs just, just basically pissed those games away. But – You know Baltimore's schedule. Now, Baltimore tonight plays Miami, which is a joke. They should win that game easily. And then they they play another easy. They play Chicago the week after. So they're probably going to be eight and two, right? And they're going to start running away with it. Their last seven games, and of course, this isn't in order. Pittsburgh twice, Cleveland twice, Cincinnati on the road, the Rams, the Packers. Like those seven games, Baltimore could go two and five in those games. That is going to be a major stretch. The AFC North, they have a ton of divisional games against each other. They're all going to beat each other up. Buffalo, all of a sudden, you start looking at and going, hey, "They got three losses. They're not playing particularly well. They right. sold New England twice. You know with New England, as we all always know, it's always tough. They're, they're at New Orleans on Thanksgiving. That's a losable game. They're at Tampa Bay. They also play the Colts. The Colts are a weird team. Um, you never know what you're getting out of them. They're kind of the AFC's answer to Minnesota. It's all out in front of Kansas City. Mahomes said that this week, and he's basically been saying that every week. But it's true. But at, but at some point, though, you got to then take advantage of that. Like you can't just keep saying it. Now they've won their last two games. I get that, but we all know they have not played to their capabilities. So at some point here, you, you've got to get the train rolling. And you're, and Booker, you're right. Tennessee's schedule the rest of the way is not hard. They've they played the hard part. They went through it. Give them credit. They beat the Rams, the Chiefs, the Bills. Um, they they have, they have an easier schedule. I do not think Kansas City will catch them, um, but you know, guys, look—you never know. You just don't know. What if you know? I'm, of course, I'm not wishing on him or anything. But what if Tannehill gets hurt and he's out a month? You know that stuff happens. If you're the Chiefs, I mean, look at look at the, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and everybody went in Week 17 going, all right, look, beat the Chargers, probably gonna be a three seed, and then New England loses at home to Miami. Like nobody thought that was gonna happen, and it happened. And that by the time the Chiefs played their next game, they were the top seed left in the AFC. So you never, you never know with this stuff. I you know, I, I agree with the analysis, but you just you don't know. Nobody thought the Chiefs to be five foot four, right? So right. you you just you understand that anything in the NFL, the NFL is a week to week sport and the AFC is wide open.
0: It's really crazy to think about that the Chiefs are a Clyde Edwards A'Laire fumble away and a Harrison Bucker field goal away from being six and three right now. I mean, that would be that'd be tied for the second most wins in in all of the AFC. Uh, actually, it would be just the Chiefs with the second They'd most wins in the AFC. Right yeah, because Baltimore would be <laughs> Have a loss, right? so it's, they're yep. exactly where they want to be. And there's just an absolute absolute log jam here. And we don't know what's going to happen with Tennessee without Derrick Henry. Like they won last week, they look good. But I mean, they're trotting the, the ghost of Adrian Peterson out there, right? Yes. Who is at best a replacement level running back right now? He's uh he's a, any guy you can get, right? Somebody if you get if he's got a hole, he can get you three, four yards. That's it. No disrespect to Adrian Peterson, but he's old. Um, and he's, and it's a, a position hunter. that takes a ton of punishment. Yeah. yeah. So it's really fascinating. Um, and I'm just excited that the Chiefs have this opportunity with this log jam in the AFC. And, and I saw you tweeting about this the other day, Vertoram, that this is a time of year where things start to separate. You get to around Thanksgiving and it's like, all right, like right, let's separate the contenders from the pretenders. And yep. right now, looking at the AFC, any I mean, you've you got teams uh, losing to the, the Raiders. Oh, they're they're contenders. They've got they got the chance to run away with the with the AFC, you know. And then they and then they go out in there and they lay an A. So, and every AFC team has done that this year. Yep. You yep. know, the Bills last week. So, really, just we don't really know how look, this is all going to turn out. Look
1: around the AFC; every single team has lost multiple ridiculous games. Like the Titans lost to the Jets. The Bills lost to the Steelers <laughs> at home. They lost a ridiculous game to Jacksonville last week. The Ravens, you look at, okay, look, the Bengals, you can say, well, they're a good team. They got killed by the Bengals. They should have lost to the Lions, right? I mean, you, you're you just talking about every team. It's cra- And by the way, you know, I tweeted that thing you're right about. and I, I share my guy, Reach, in the chat. I always love talking to him. Um, look, You know what? When I, when I go to Mobile for the Senior Bowl and I go to the Combine, you know, I talk to NFL people there every night for hours. I mean, that's basically why I go. And I remember – well, two years ago, because we didn't go last year because of COVID. So two years ago, talking extensively with people who are you know, NFL coaches, NFL GMs, NFL execs, whatever, some agents. And we were all having a conversation, and that whole thing came up about, like, when do you really care about, like, your seating and your record and how – and basically the, the conversation was the same with every one of these people, and it was, look, yeah, you want to put yourself in a good position, but, like, once, once you get to Thanksgiving that's when everybody in the league starts to go all right like now like it's no no holding anything back like we've got to go we've got to make our move it's kind of like a horse race right like if you like horse racing you're not going to just whip the horse for a mile and a half the horse would be dead by the time you get around to the last turn you you position and you jockey and then all of a sudden all right now you've got now you go now i don't look, of course that's a little bit of a of a stretched analogy but the point is Everything for most teams come Thanksgiving, if they position themselves well, they're fine. They can they can play where they have to play and go forward. And Kansas City, for all their struggles, I mean, look to five and four. Like it's not like the Chiefs are three and six here. Like they, you know, Kansas City has been inconsistent enough that if you told me they were going to go eight and nine, I could believe it. Kansas City's also talented enough and has a track record that if you told me they're not gonna lose another game, I could see it. I mean, they're they're of that ability. So, when I see Joey Mahomes puts in there, I saw an interesting stat last night. Bucks went seven and five last year after November still in the Super Bowl. And, yet, Joey, look, the Chiefs were six and four two years ago and, and didn't lose another game, won the Super Bowl. Like that kind of stuff happens. There was a year, that, look, this is earlier on, but the Pats were two and two and didn't lose another game. Hell, the year that the D4 offsizing happened, 2018, if you go back and look that year, I mean, the Pats got killed by Marcus Mariota. They lost to Blake Bortles. They lost to the <laughs> Lions. They, And if you remember, they had that crazy ending in Miami, the miracle in Miami where the, the Dolphins right. are all All that happened. They still went and won the Super Bowl. Like, all that stuff happened to that team, and they still won it all. So I, I really do believe, like, yes, there have been good moments. There have been frustrating moments this year. But this is not only for this. This is for every contending team, which Kansas City certainly is. Everything's in front of them. Every single thing is in front of them, but they need to start playing like. And this game, Sunday night is to me, the easily the biggest game they've played all year. Easily. Oh, yeah. They win this game, and you start seeing things change. And I, I think especially if they really play well when they, if they win this game, I think things change drastically. And I see uh, Dijon's, or as I always call them, of course we know them reach. The one thing that's encouraging is that the Chiefs defense has turned things around. That was always the X factor in salvaging the season. I totally agree. Yeah. Like the defense had to get better. The defense is much better. I know they've played, you know, bad quarterbacks or whatever. It's obvious just from the eye test how much better they are.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh a huge difference and if they can play well against and this is a this is a very competent uh, las vegas raiders offense this isn't going to be a cakewalk this isn't jordan love out there these guys can move the football and they can put up points they've been doing it this year um so it's time for you know deshaun jackson they, he's dangerous he's a dangerous guy you know the raiders like to throw it deep so um you know they'll have to keep an eye on him and of course darren waller and we'll get into that in just a second but i think i couldn't be happier with where. well i guess i could be i you know it, they could be a couple more wins up but let's, let's much happier <laughs> right, I'd right. also be Let's much see. more
1: angry as I was. I, I a month ago, I thought this team was in a lot more trouble than it is because defensively yeah. they figured a lot of things out. Like I've been talking yeah. to people, and, and the one thing I will say is like, if your biggest problem right now, and I wrote this in my column actually on FanSide on Monday, if their biggest problem is Mahomes, that's a good thing to be looking at because right, that he is not going to be your biggest problem. By the way, I never, even, I didn't get to this. I meant to get this earlier. We talked about more important things like Veterans Day. So I was texting last night trying to get some, some news around the league on Odell. Um, I just wanted to give a quick update and I admit it's not much of a, a seismic update, um, but here's, you know, what I learned from just from talking to a few different sources around the league, the reports out there that, that Beckham is going to take his time from my understanding is, is true. I was able to you know, confirm that not that Kim Jones needs to be confirmed, but I, I was able to. Um, and it seems as though everybody's kind of offering the same amount of money. It does not – from my understanding, th- there's not a big difference in price. So really now it's going to come down to where he wants to go as a fit, and that's going to come down to a litany of different uh, of topics, so to speak, for him, th- different things he's looking at, which, of course, include, you know, what's his role going to be on the team? Is the team a contender? Who's the quarterback? Um, you know, look, my understanding, though, and maybe this is a little underreported, I think it really matters – to him like how like the the statistics he can put up because you're looking at a contract here for him so i think that all now that doesn't just mean well how many targets does he get it's all those things together i I, yes he wants to win from my understanding but also it's where can i go where i can i can win but also like i can get a bunch of targets and i can get a bunch of yards because i need that to reestablish value so that's my understanding. And yes, for those who are asking or, or maybe asking, uh, the Chiefs are still very much in on a Bellback. So they are one of many teams, uh, but they are absolutely trying to to sign him. So we'll see how things go. But I, I was texting with, with people around the league until about midnight last night. And um, I know a lot of that's already out there, so some of that's just confirming it. But um, yeah, I think I think they're really the emphasis is that he's really trying to figure out where he can go. That makes the most sense for him to elevate his value the most, and a lot of factors go into that, including who the quarterback is. Obviously, it's a great check for the Chiefs. Can he win? That's a great check for the Chiefs, and then also, what's his role? How many how many targets and yards can he rack up? And that that may be a question that is interesting with the Chiefs. Um, there, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it, and so that's why it's taking so
0: long. The Chiefs like to throw the football. He'll have his opportunities in Kansas City. I believe there was a report from. Uh, uh, Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk last night that said that she, there there was a feeling around the league that the Chiefs are the favorites. Um, that is true. Night. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is great, but he hasn't made the decision yet, so it's not over until it's over. It sounds like the the Patriots are desperate to sign him. Um, they really really want him. I wouldn't go to New England if I was him. But um, all right, let's get into. Oh, we got our guy from Sweden. Uh, Sweden in the house. Beautiful. Um, that's awesome. Uh, let's get into our preview for Chiefs Raiders. Still. Um so look, I think obviously when you look at this game, Kansas City going on the road, uh, and this is like one of their few. I think they they're in the, they're in the stretch now where they have just this one away game and a bunch of home games for for a, a number of weeks, which is great. And then they yep. finish off the season with uh, three out of four, I believe, on the road. So this will be their last road game for a little bit. It's a divisional game against a team sitting in the Catbird seat in the division, um, starting with the Chiefs' defense versus the Raiders' offense. Obviously, um, you know, the, the whole Henry Rugg situation is terrible. Um, and, and we send our best out to, to the family of the victims of that crash. He is out of the picture, he was their deep threat. That's why they went and signed Deshaun Jackson. Because they wanted to bring in another deep threat to, to stretch the field for them. Now they've been pretty good at throwing the football this year, not fantastic at running it. Uh Josh Jacobs has had some injuries. But obviously the focal point, if you're the Chiefs on defense, is Darren Waller, right? They go as Darren Waller it goes. Yep. Right. I mean, after that, it's what? You're Foster Moreau and, oh, and, it's and Hunter it's Renfro, Renfro, who's a good, very good player, yeah, he's a very good player, but he's not, you're not like shaking in your boots about Hunter Renfro.
1: You're not, um, but he is a good player. And, and, look, Waller, he killed the Chiefs last year. He is, he is an excellent player and a great story, by the way. In fact, NFL Films, I just watched this. NFL Films is like a 13-minute uh, video. It's on YouTube of him. It's phenomenal. I, I would encourage anybody to go and watch it. Uh, but, look, he's a guy who, so last year, in the game that the Raiders won at Arrowhead, you know, right before Gruden took a, a victory tour and then failed to basically win another game, um, he had five catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. So, solid game, nothing incre- incredible. The next game they played, seven targets, seven catches, 88 yards and a touchdown. So, it was the only, the only game all year he caught every target he had. So, th- that was uh, not ideal. He did not have 100 yards or anything in either game, but he put up some good numbers. A year prior to that, 2019, six catches, 63 yards, no touchdowns. And then in the rematch, seven catches, 100 yards. So now the Chiefs won that game 40 to, to nine. So take that for what it's worth. But <laughs> the, the Chiefs are going to have to be on top of this. And last year, I went back, like I said, I went back and watched a little bit of that. And, man, I'll tell you, but, <laughs> a lot of Dan Sorensen one-on-one with, with Darren Waller. Like, it can't happen. I will, I have a lot of concern about third down in this game. Because when you when you watch that Packers game, What did the Chiefs do every single third down? They brought in Neiman. They brought in Dan Sorensen. And a lot of times they blitzed. But they left them in the game. And if if I'm the Raiders on third down, I'm doing everything I can to get them one-on-one in space. By the way, Kenyon Drake is a good receiving running back. I'd get him on Neiman every single time I could if I'm them. If the Chiefs are going to be dumb enough to put those guys out on third down, they're out of their minds. They're out of their minds. That is my biggest concern right now is just seeing that happen over and over and over and over and over. Um, and George, I see your question. How are the cheese injuries looking at, uh, look, Niang practice yesterday with the hip or with the ribs rather? Um, and, and Remmer's still out with the knee. So if they can't go, it'll be Wiley. Uh, but we'll see.
0: Kyle Long is back practicing, but I don't think that even if he is ready to go, yeah, I don't think they, they're sticking him out there to start at right tackle.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be tough. Um by the way, and then Christian points out their pressure percentage equals blitz percentage is insane. Thirty-eight percent pressure on ten percent blitzing. Look, Max Crosby has been a defensive player of the year candidate. He's been great. Yannick Ngakwe, he's not—he's not good against the run, but he's—he's he's a very good pass rusher. That is their pass rush. Those two guys. They really don't have an interior rush. They don't have guys who are, who are great, you know, linebacker who can get pressure. It, it's and they don't blitz, as, as you point out, Christian. They blitz fewer yeah. the any team in the league you're going to see a lot of four-man pressure. In fact, you may literally not see a blitz this entire game. Like, right. uh, that's not even an exaggeration.
0: So, Yeah, 35.9 is the exact on dropbacks when not blitzing. Highest they, in the NFL.
1: They do not blitz. They do not blitz. So Kansas City, look, if you're the Chiefs, you know what you're getting in this game. Four-man rush, dropping behind it, tons of zone. They're going to see a ton of zone, a ton of zone. And I'm curious. I really am with the Chiefs in this game because they have been struggling like crazy against man this year. Uh, Stephen Ruiz over at the ringer did a great job of laying that out of how much they've struggled this year comparatively to other years with man coverage. Zone, in a weird way with the Chiefs this year, I actually think is really going to help them. And it's hurt them in the past, but because teams just couldn't guard them one on one. I think this makes it a lot easier for Mahomes. You're throwing his spots, it's easier for Kelsey to sit down in the zone, it's easier for Hill to run through zone. Same with Hardman. I actually think this really helps them. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they go out and they play like crap. I don't know. But I, I think for the Chiefs, it's a change of pace. It's not just going to be too high and everybody man under underneath and you're doubling over the top. It's not how the Raiders play. And for those who say, "Well, why won't they play differently?" NFL teams typically do not play differently. They are what they are. They practice those things. They have their rules. They have their principles. They have their tendencies. So I think it's going to be really interesting. I, I, I really do. But to me. The one thing, and and, and I see uh, Reach pointing it out in the chat. Yep. The Raiders are a bottom five team in terms of defending the run. They are 28th, 28th yards per carry against. If I'm the Chiefs, and we said it on the show yesterday, I am pounding the ball early in this game. I, I don't care what any analytics say. You need to cause them to start to suck up. And when they do that, especially with zone in the, with the backers, they start sucking up on play action. You hammer them behind it. And all of a sudden, you got guys running free, 15, 20 yards. A clip, I really, really think uh, that, that that's the way to go after them. And look, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for the Chiefs in this game to, to, to find a way to put some points on the board.
0: Yeah, Booker says he, he thinks that uh, this could be the breakout game for Josh Gordon. Uh, well, I'll, We'll take it any time. By the way, is it Booker yeah, it a great game? Booker's a great, I think it's just a good, solid name. If I had to it change is. names, I might go with Booker. Um, I don't know nice. how he
1: feels about that. He might take <laughs> it. <laughs> but doesn't it just sound like somebody that, that
0: you want? You, you know, you want to hang out with, have a beer with? Yeah, I'm going down to have a beer with Booker. It's like, very yeah, relaxing. Good, very Good, chill. solid name. Good, solid name. Um, so, uh, look, obviously, take away Waller on third down um if you can and and I think you got to watch out for Renfro because they were you know they've been calling him out there in Vegas third and Renfro because he just moves the chains for him uh and that's something that the Chiefs need to be aware of but look I I like the Chiefs chances in this game and if as long as they don't put Neiman out there and maybe if they're not planning to blitz as much um which they may not be in this game it'll be interesting to see how Spags approaches it because They've been playing better up front. Now you've got Ingram in the mix. You've got Frank Clark healthy. Chris Jones is back in the middle. You're getting pressure, and so maybe against the Packers, he was thinking, "All right, I'm bringing in some some heavier linebacker types to you know to 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 help with the blitz to to dive in there against these offensive linemen." Where right. in this game, maybe you're feeling pretty good about the way that you've been playing in coverage. You've got Charvarius Ward back. He's looking excellent. Jerry Sneed is playing in top form Rashad Fenton is having a terrific season so yes. when when you consider all those things and you're like all right like um you know I've got I've got these guys out there they can hold up in the back end who are you putting on Waller is it Matthew are you into Willie gay who are you thinking in this game
1: so I think look you have to, you have to change up coverages to keep keep the Raiders guessing um but I think if you're the Chiefs, what really matters is how you go after them on third down. That that you have to figure it out. Third down coverages. first and second, I'd mix it up. I, you know, I would give them a bunch of different looks. But when I feel like I have to stop them, when it's the money down, I I really I would put Willie Gay and I actually reach again dropping that in I would, I agree with him. I'd put Willie Gay and Darren Walk because you can run. You can run with him. And I'll tell you right now. I'd drop Matthew down in the slot on Renfro in those spots. I would, I would use those two guys, and I'd play single high because you know, without Rugs, I know they signed Deshaun Jackson. I'm not worried about them beating me over the top. I'm not. I would, I would challenge them to go anywhere else. Snead man coverage, Fenton man coverage, Ward man coverage, Thornhill single high. And by the way, I'd blitz Carr. I'd go right after him on third down. I'd go after him, I'd get that ball out of his hands quick, and I'd make him throw into a tight window. And I I would I would challenge them. I would not none of this is zone crap. It's too easy. It's too easy. I would I, the Chiefs have the players to play man. I'd man him across the board, single high with Thornhill, basically man free. Just single high, man underneath, gay on Waller. And look, if that doesn't work, then you can adjust. You can always say, okay, look, now we're gonna, you know, maybe we'll put Sneed on on, on Renfro on third down. And we're gonna go. All right, you know, we'll we'll swap out. We'll take Gay off the field, or we'll blitz him, and we'll put Matthew on the wall. All right, you you have contingencies, but if that's working, that's what I would do. Look, Derek Carr's a lot better of a quarterback than Jordan Love. He's seen a lot more. I'm not saying that that exact plan is gonna work, but if I'm the Chiefs, I know that having watched Derek Carr's whole career, when he's comfortable, he's very good. A lot like Philip Rivers was. Now Rivers was better, but. I would I would heat him up in this game. I would go after him. I'd force the ball. Plus, let's face it, if you're the Chiefs. You get a turnover too. It's probably a ball game. So right. that's the way I would approach it. By the way, quick uh, updates too that matter to the Chiefs. Diana Rossini says that uh, teams are now expecting that Odell Beckham will not pick a new team until the beginning of next week. So. Could be a, could be waiting a while here with Odell as he tries to out and I'll tell you what that tells me, and I've, I've tweeted this out and I've retweeted it, people have said this. He does not have an offer that he, that he wants. He maybe wants more money. Uh, and, and there's been some discussion now whether or not he has an offset clause and people are murky on that. I tried to find that out. I could not get a straight answer. Um, but the longer he waits, I mean, I I think he just says – He misses he a game check.
0: I mean, if he yeah. signs right now, he gets paid this weekend. Yep, you know that's I mean, one thing. So that you know? that
1: surprises me. I'll be honest; I thought yeah. for sure it'd
0: be Friday. Um, <laughs>
1: well, and then also, I, what we, I
0: saw. Oh, go ahead. Read the other update. Sorry.
1: No, uh, the Cowboys. Randy Gregory got hurt in practice yesterday. He's going to be out multiple weeks, which means he'll not be practice. He'll not be playing against Kansas City. Uh, he's expected to go on short term IR.
0: Got it. Okay, that's that game coming up next week. So, you know, the 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 thing about the Odell situation that's really interesting to me. And I, th- I heard somebody say this on TV this morning. I can't remember if it was ESPN or NFL Network, but they said, you know, if he is waiting, the reason might not be necessarily because he's waiting for a better offer. It's that he wants to see, he wants playoff action. He wants to, he's done some great things in the regular season. And he th- he may think that if he can go out there and get on a playoff team, um, that's a chance for him on the big stage to really show out, and make an impact. And so if you're Odell and you're looking at these teams that you're considering, it's kind of a mess down there in new Orleans. And you're looking at the Packers and maybe you like Kansas city, but you're like, ah, they haven't been playing well on offense. They're five and four. I don't want to join this team. And then they go eight, you know, eight, and nine or whatever. And they don't make the playoffs. Um, you know, that would be bad for him. So I wonder if this has something to do with the Chiefs and if he sees them and they go and they look good on offense and they go out to Vegas and they kick their asses and they're, you know, tied for or in the, in, in the first place discussion for the AFC West, then maybe he's like, all right, I want to go play with Patrick Mahomes and those boys out there in Kansas City. Do you think that could be the angle here?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I, You know, I I don't know. I You know, look, I just think he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. There's a lot of teams that have been rumored to be in the mix. My understanding is they're all they're all accurate. Like they all are in the mix. I, you know, I got to be honest. If I were the Chiefs at some point, and maybe this isn't the way Brad Veach plays it, and he would know better than I. So fair enough. I at some point would go look. We're offering you this deal. You got till Friday. Take it or leave it. Like you want to be here and be here. You don't want to be here and don't be here. But like, you want to play football for us and you come play football for us. Like I, yeah, you know, at some point. You know, yeah, or you want the player, you want to court the player, but doesn't it matter, too, if they want to be there? You know, I don't. I, if I'm the Chiefs, I don't want some guy coming in that it's like he's not really invested, he just wants targets. And I'm not saying, by the way, that's the case, although I do know that, yeah, he certainly cares about that, but every receiver does. Um, and it's just livelihood, let's be real. I mean, I don't blame him for caring about that to some extent. I don't think that's the end of the deal. But if I'm the Chiefs, yeah, I'm absolutely talking to his representative and saying, hey, come on, let's go here. Like, what's going on? I mean, let's make a decision. Like, you want to be here or not? You know what? What the hell did the Chiefs have to prove? He's got the Super Bowl last two years. You know, I mean, I, I get it if if he's waiting to see, you know, for Seattle, do they win? Or are they three and six? Okay, the Chiefs are. Look, even the Chiefs lost this week. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a big loss if they lose this week. It's not like they can't make the playoffs. I mean, right. come on. So maybe. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not in there, but to me, I I look at it and say, hey, let's let let's let's go with this. Like, if you really want to be in Kansas City. Which, if you're a receiver, why the hell wouldn't you want to be? I mean, my yeah, God. Right.
0: yeah. This idea
1: yeah. that like, they can't find targets. For Cole Hardman's going to have like 105 targets this year. They can't find targets? Have right. you seen right. the Chiefs in offense? They throw the about yeah. 40 times a game. I think they'll yeah. find plenty of targets if, if he's uh, out on the field.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're right, Christian. I was saying last night how I, I, I wasn't going to be refreshing my Twitter, but I was anyway because um, you never know with these situations. So, um, look, back to the Raiders game. On, and this is something I've I've been meaning to bring up, and we haven't talked about it a ton on the podcast when we talked about the struggles, but when you talk about the Chiefs offense versus the Raiders defense, the one thing that teams have been doing that I don't feel like we've discussed a ton as the Chiefs have struggled is that they're spying Patrick Mahomes. And in the past, when teams would drop back everybody into coverage, that's when Mahomes would just be like, all right, fine. He'd roll out of the pocket, he'd pick up 10, 15 yards and get the first down and move the chains. But now what teams have been doing, if you go back and you look at the tape, here's, here's the action that you see a lot. You'll see a linebacker. They'll, they'll, they'll have uh, three three guys, that three down linemen. Sometimes they'll have a linebacker standing up. And that linebacker will take a step towards or two in the line of scrimmage. He might even engage his blocker for a minute. And then he'll back up. He's not really rushing the passer, right. and on those plays, it's it's messing up Mahomes because he's in the pocket. And, and when he has scrambled out, oftentimes too early, he's had that spy on him, which is which means he can't get he can't get the yards or he forces a bad throw. And I don't think he's been and teams have been doing that pretty religiously. You see it a ton on the tape. What like how can the Chiefs beat that? I think it's probably the obvious right run. Run the ball if you've got three guys, three down linemen, and one guy's back there spying. Run the ball. Run but the ball. what's your take on that and how it's been sort of messing with my so, head this season?
1: I think there's some of that. Look, but yes, run run the football, and they have to stick with it. Not like for one drive, you've got to run teams out of these defenses. Now, with the Raiders, I think, it's a little different. I don't think they're running them out of this defense. The Raiders are going to play this way, but if the Raiders are going to get killed on the ground, and find and kill them with it. I mean, I will say the, my biggest concern right now is if they don't have Remmers and Yang in this game, Crosby is just going to kill Andrew Wiley. That is going to be a problem. They're going to have to double and double. And, by the way, you had a tweet that like went borderline viral. Uh, maybe put Jerk McKinnon at right tackle, who just <laughs> right. destroyed the linebacker on that one clip you tweeted out. Like, like look, in all seriousness, though, if, if they, have, they might have to be doubling and chipping there and doing a whole bunch of stuff with Crosby, but that's fine. Like you take your chances with Orlando Brown and Yannick Ngakoue. And I feel good about that. Um, Jacobs, by the way, to answer your question, he's been he's been on the injury report, but he'll be playing this week barring some kind of a setback. And Noah, uh, no, I do not. Ceh is eligible to play. They could activate him, but I would be shocked. I I, I do not think that'll happen this week. Um, but no, listen. I think if you're Mahomes, it is about running the ball. They've got to get themselves in better situations. Get in second and five, second and six. You know, get. Get yourselves in manageable where you know they go on first down, throw the ball, and they don't complete it. Now, all of a sudden, it's second and 10, and you're back up, and you can't run. It changes the whole calculus of the drive. Also, in this game, the one thing I think with the Chiefs more than anything else, when they're throwing the ball, other than dealing with Crosby, they're, they're going to be facing a ton of zone. Like, I want to see the Chiefs in this game take shots at that intermediate level if they are going to sit there. And play those lines. No, the, the Raiders linebackers are not a great group in coverage. Like, go after them, attack them. There's no reason not to win this game. This should be a Travis Kelsey game. This should be a Tyree Kill on a deep crosser game. This should be, I mean, guys should be open in this game. And I get the Raiders have not given up many yards in the air. I understand all that. The Raiders also played a lot of teams who can't throw the football. Okay. They have played they've, – the, Herbert lit them up like a Christmas tree when he played them, okay? They, they were very good against Denver. They're very good against Chicago and Philly and, and Miami, okay, who they've played all these teams. None of those teams can throw the football at all. When they've played good quarterbacks, they've gotten lit up. Herbert's run a million yards against the Raiders in that game. So, to me, that's the way you have to approach this game. You want to run the ball early on, try to establish that, maybe force them to really come up and respect that run, and then on the backside, just hammer them with passes to the second level. And I think if you can do that for the Chiefs, you're in really good shape. But for Mahomes, he's got, he's got to be able to stand in the pocket, don't bail out of it, which he did a great job of last week. Continue that. Stay in there, throw the ball, hitch up when you have to, and I think the Chiefs offense can really do a lot of damage this week.
0: Yeah, Cheeto Freak asked, you know, of the running backs active right now, not C.E.H. Who should get the majority of the work? Look, I, you know, and a lot of people in the chat are saying, "Hey, go with the hot hand," and I tend to agree with that. But I will say I would probably lean a little bit more towards Daryl Williams in this situation, just for the simple fact that he's got a little bit more experience than Gore. Gore was dancing a little bit. Now, look, he did he made some jump cuts in that first game he played that were incredible, made guys miss. He's very talented. But I would say in a game like this, with the way that teams are playing the Chiefs and the way that their offensive line is blocking, my advice to the running backs would be, hey, look, don't try to do too much, right? Right. Don't try to do too much because they're seeing all the space, which is probably very exciting for a running back. I would tell them, go get me four yards a clip. Go get me four yards. Just run straight into the hole. Run straight ahead. The room is going to be there. Yeah, if you need to make a move, make a move. But don't get happy feet, because what I think is happening to the Chiefs, and, and as Maisie comes in to yep. the chat for his daughter, for those of you listening on the audio version of this podcast. By the way, hit the thumbs up button if you could for us out there on give, YouTube land. give a like, give it give a thumbs up for, for the queen. For, hi? for the queen here, for Maisie. Hi hey, Maisie. Give a thumbs if up. That doesn't the, get if that doesn't get us a one to one ratio of thumbs up to viewers, I don't know what will Can you give thumbs fun. up?
1: Yeah, there we
0: go. Yeah. All right, Maisie. Um, But what I would tell the Chiefs running backs, like I said, is just go out there and get the yards, because I think what's been happening a little bit is they're seeing all this space. And rather than get a couple extra yards, they're trying to get 10. And so they make a move or a cut, and then they run out of space, and it ends up being a two and a half yard or a three yard gain, instead of a three and a half or four and a half yard gain. And that's what's what's putting the Chiefs a little bit behind the eight ball here on offense. Especially on first down, I would be like, pick a hole, run as fast and as hard as you can into that hole. Put your head down. Get me, give me four yards. Give me five yards. It's going to help so much versus those three yard gains. Against, I'd
1: I'd rotate those backs early and see who's playing well. That's what I would do. I I, and by the way, give McKinnon some run. Like I would, McKinnon, Gore, Williams, whoever's playing well early, and whoever is fine, roll, roll with them. Roll with those people. I got. You know, you never know. You don't know. Sometimes different styles of play. Like maybe William's is having one of those games. He's getting downhill. He's running guys over. Fine. Maybe yeah. it's a game where Gore's speed is really giving the Raiders problems and you roll with him. I, I mean, I, I think you just – or maybe it's McKinnon who, who's just – he's got that veteran presence. He's kind of got a little bit of a com, you know, a combination of those things. I would just I'm – a, I'm a big believer when you don't have that lead back and Edwards and Lair's out right now. Like you ride the hot hand. I just think you find out who's hot in the first quarter of that game – and give him the ball, and you know what? You never know. You might have a game where a couple of the backs are rolling well, maybe none of them are, and you got to throw the ball a little bit more. But maybe you have one of those nights where one of them is just going, and and the Raiders are having all kinds of problems with them. I'm a big believer that the running game is a lot about confidence too. I mean, of course you have to execute. Of course you've got to make your blocks, but. You know, you, you, get, you start ripping off some runs and all of a sudden you start feeling like every time you call that, hey, we're going to we're going to gain the eight here. We're going to get that yardage. I do think that matters. So if I'm the Chiefs, I, I would I would try to find out who that hot hand is first couple of drives of the game and then go from there. Uh, but they have options and they have different kinds of options. And, and by the way, thank you to everyone commenting here on the queen. It's very nice. But I um, <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And I, you know. Look, I really think in this game, the Chiefs are a much faster team than the Raiders. I would I would try to use that heavily to their advantage. I really would. I, I think if you're the Chiefs, and I, again, I see my guy reach, two great minds, right, or at least two minds, depending on how you view me. Uh, spread the Raiders' defense out, I'd run yep. that defense. I couldn't agree anymore. I would, I would make them defend every blade of grass in this game, especially with their second-level guys, and say, go ahead. You want to challenge us? You want to rush four and drop seven? Fine. We're going to spread you out, and we're going to force you to defend all these guys in space. I do not think the Raiders can do it. I think if you're the Chiefs, that's a really easy way to get some broken tackles and a lot of yards after the catch.
0: Yeah, and you made this point in our, our post game show. The Chiefs ran some tight formations against the Packers, which just didn't make sense, given what they were trying to do on the ground. Spread these guys out. Get them away from the line of scrimmage and get even more space for these running backs. Um, I really like Gore. I like his wiggle, but what what a signing has McKinnon been? And, it, and if you guys weren't familiar, I, you know we were talking about it just a second ago. I tweeted out a clip of the the block that McKinnon made uh, on a Packers linebacker on that last play of the game that gave Mahomes the time to run out and make that game clinching pass. He near pancaked the man. He was given up at least fifty pounds, uh, a few inches of height to that. Um, actually Jason Dunn, former Chiefs tight end, commented on that. We know yep. we all know Jason Dunn knows a thing or two about blocking. He'll have um, left tackle. Yeah, right. Um, and you know, what a signing has McKinnon been? And as far as somebody who deserves run, it's gotta be frustrating, right? Like everybody wants to be out there on the field. They want to be, they want to be especially the, the skill position players, right? They want to be out there getting touchdowns, racking up yards. It's it's a, it's a it's a key to unlock potential bigger contracts for them. McKinnon goes out there and I see him. He's very active on the sidelines, congratulating teammates. Then he goes out there and he blocks like that in a key situation for the game where some guys would be like, Man, it's, you know, the heck with this. Like, I'm never out here. You're asking me to, you know, block. He's a team first guy. That's exactly what you want. And a guy like that. And whenever he, when he has gotten the ball, which hasn't been a lot, but when he has, boy, is he run hard. He's put his head down. So, at one point, yeah yeah, you know, incredible.
1: literally dragged half the team, like four yards. Yeah, yeah, No, I'm with you. And I, I think McKinnon deserves a shot. He's a good player. Like Jerk yep. McKinnon can play. He's not some scrub. That guy can play football. He had injuries that kind of sapped a few years from him. But he, He's shown power and explosiveness. Uh, and Kyle, I see your question. If you were the Chiefs, would you do trick plays? You know what? Normally, <laughs> uh, I hate trick plays. That's just kind yeah. of my, my credo. I wouldn't mind one early in the game. The Chiefs need a jolt of confidence. No, I was saying this to my dad actually the other day. Uh, if you're if you're familiar with the series America's Game, which of course the Chiefs had one made of them a few years ago, NFL Films does. It's won a million awards. It's great. And they chronicled for an hour long show every Super Bowl champion. One of them was, of course, on the 1980 Raiders who won the Super Bowl. And Matt Millen was one of the three guys interviewed for it. And he was talking in that that show about confidence. He said, "You know, I don't know whether confidence comes before winning or winning comes before confidence, but you know, I'm paraphrasing me. So when you have confidence, you you." always believe you're going to come out on the on the right side of things. And I think right now the Chiefs, they lost some of their confidence. Now, I do think, and I firmly believe, the last drive, the last play of that game in Green Bay, I think you saw some of it. That throw was one of the hardest throw Mahomes has tried to make all year long, and he gunned it in there. It was a great throw. I think they have some confidence back. But, I, you know, that trick play idea is not to work. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing them try to go into their bag early in this game. So you know what? How about the third, fourth play of the game? If we're near midfield, we try a you know flea flicker and we try to hit somebody for a big bomb down the field. I mean, that that's the kind of thing, or maybe even it's not a trick play, but maybe you just call a shot play. Maybe you get the first and ten at midfield and go, you know what, guys? We're running four verts. And Pat, whoever's open, you fire that thing down the field. What do you think? No? <laughs> You're have, you have bunch of shaking your head. What do you think? Should the Chiefs try a trick play this week? No, she he says
0: no, and I want you to remember Especially that you said this. Thoughts. I want you to remember that you said this on the post game show when I'm pro trick play, and I'm 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 saying it's okay to keep it fun for the Chiefs and let them try some things. And everybody's mad when they do one that doesn't work. Do You remember that you said that that you said that maybe they should try a trick play when you guys are, are roasting me over the coals. I'm not going to forget. Um, but I agree. I think you know. Let them play Chiefs football. Let them be themselves a little bit. Don't don't get too uptight. Um, and boy, the way that Mahomes was, he was so fired up when he made that throw. And I'm sure that that was a, him releasing some of the buildup frustration over the last couple of weeks. And hopefully they come out with a little bit of swagger and, and just uh, the mic'd up with Orlando Brown, you can hear Mahomes saying, uh, F yeah, I do this on that pass. Uh, thanks for that, Christian. I tell you what, Y'all, the, the viewers have been coming through today. They had staff that I had ready for the podcast. They were throwing them out already, the pressure rate for the Raiders. I don't even need to do prep anymore. I'll, we'll just show up. You guys bring all the facts that we need to, to provide analysis, and we'll, we'll just take our cues from, from you guys. But yeah. the fact that Pat was so fired up, that's a great sign. He needs to get a little bit back to to just playing his game and trusting himself. And, and to be fair, that's what Andy Reid's been saying this whole time. It's, I'm not going to tell this guy to, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my Lamborghini in the garage. I'm going to take it out. I'm going to drive the thing, and I'm not going the speed limit with it um, because he knows what Mahomes can do. So we can run the podcast for you. Sure, I appreciate that, Evan. That'd be great. We could use a an at this. I don't. I, I've taken like one podcast off in the last year and a half. Um, so we've we've got to get to we got to get to our our predictions here um, in just a minute. But uh, first. We've got to do our keys to the game. Uh, Verteram. as we head into this, we've talked a little bit about the offense, what they need to do, what the defense needs to do. What are your one or two keys for the game if the Chiefs are going to get the win here?
1: Defensively, it's all
0: about win on third down.
1: That, 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 to me, is just entire game. But they'll get the Raiders to third down. The Raiders don't run the ball particularly well. The Chiefs have actually been very good against the run the last month. Um, I do not think the Raiders are going to run all over them. If they do, the Chiefs are in huge trouble. I don't expect that to happen. I think it's going to be a lot of third and five, third and fours, third and sevens. Basically, third and medium. The Chiefs have to win those downs. They're not going to win every down, but my key for the Chiefs: can they keep them? Can they keep them under forty percent on third down? If they can do that, I think they'll be just fine defensively. The Raiders, by the way, have been awful offensively in the red zone. One of the worst teams in the NFL. That's another thing. Like you got, to, if you're the Chiefs, if they're going to get down there occasionally. Make them kick two field goals. You know if they have four trips into the red zone. Make them kick two field goals. If you do that, you're in great shape offensively. I think it's simple: keep Pat upright. And, and and use play action, but use play action after you've shown you can run the ball a little bit. Like, establish the run a little early, use some play action, keep them upright. They do that. I think they're going to be just fine. They're, look, they're they're the better team. And it's, and I get it. They've not been so far this year, to, to be honest. I mean, they have not been. They've been wildly inconsistent. But when they've been at their best on both sides of the ball, and they've been much better defensively the last month, and we saw the first month and a half they can be offensively, if they combine those two things, they're going to smoke the Raiders in this game. But can they combine it? I don't know. They haven't yet this year. That's a really fair question. And there's ways the Raiders can win this game. Waller and Renfro can go nuts. Crosby can be a big problem. Mahomes could not play well again. All those things, right? But I think the Chiefs have the capability to handle this game, and so I think those are the keys for them to win it.
0: I love it. Great keys. Um, Mine, uh, look, I think the Chiefs are up to the task on this on defense as long as the offense can do their part. If they play like they did last week, they're not going to win. My first key to the game is get the ball to Travis Kelsey early and often. I think when you're Mahomes and you've been struggling a little bit, all quarterbacks, they're all the same. They always go back to their security blanket. And that's why I really didn't like that play. And I know some folks were defending him, the, the deep pass to Mahomes on Hardman. And I know you want to take those shots, but I think the first thing you need to do is reestablish the offense before you start trying to go deep over the top on people. Just get your offense moving, get into a rhythm. And the easiest way to do that is get the ball to Travis Kelsey. And I know Kelsey dropped the ball on the next play. Well, if he had been throwing the ball on the play before that, they'd have had a first down. Then maybe you take your shot. Um, I am I am the big believer in this. I think Kelsey can eat the Raiders alive in this game. And and, and both those guys, they've been out, they've been out of sync. Mahomes and Kelsey has been out of sync. Kelsey's been dropping balls. Their body language has been poor, and Kelsey looks obviously frustrated. So my A number one priority would be get Kelsey going. I know how dangerous Tyreek is to, to this offense and the problems he causes for defenses, but but teams aren't as scared of him because of the way that the Chiefs have been playing on offense and the way that they've been they've been their they're, their safety's back, and they're like, we could keep this guy under control. Kelsey's the key to all of it. You get him going; it's just as it's just as good as the run game, as far as making those making those defenses stress a little bit, and that's going to open up things for Tyreek. So, key number one: get the ball to Travis Kelsey, and then key number two: don't turn the football over. You need another game of no turnovers, good decision making. Mahomes made some; so he he had one pass that should have been intercepted against Green Bay. Don't turn the ball over and give the Raiders second chances because their offense is good enough that they'll score points. But I think if the Chiefs could move the ball on offense, I really think this could be another – I don't want to say defensive masterpiece, but another signature game for this defense because they're healthy and they've got a little juice right now. That pass rush has some juice that I haven't seen all season until we got to that Packers game, so I think that's going to be a big key. All right, we're going to get to our preview – or our sorry, our predictions in just a second. We got some reader reviews. Before we get to that, do us a favor – Hit the thumbs up button on the chat. We got 66. That's awesome. You guys are the best. Um, And make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, but also the podcast version of this. You're not always going to be able to get to YouTube. Maybe maybe you're going to be out there mowing the lawn and you can't watch. uh, So you want to pop in the headphones and just listen to this podcast. Those reviews over on Apple Podcasts, they get read on this podcast. And we're going to do that right now. So leave us a five-star written review over there. And you could hear your name or your question on the Arrowhead Addict podcast. All right, let's get into it. So, uh, a few new reviews. First one from uh, OD Dude. From this was from November fifth. Where's Josh Gordon? Big fan of the show. Where's Josh Gordon been? He's been uh, hiding out in Florida with Brian Laundry. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no comment on that. I was just um, say, thank yeah, you for the yeah. review. Yeah. Thank. But then he says, "Thanks, guys. Go Nicks. So you got a fellow Knicks fan out there. Maybe this is one of your friends from back home. uh, No,
1: I'm sure it's because I I talk about the Knicks on Stack in the Box every week. Which, by the way, I throw this out there. If you enjoy my commentary, I do a show with Mark Carmen, Carm Stack in the Box. where I cover the whole league every week. We have guests on. We had Dick Dick Butkus on yesterday, and we had Chase Young. Um, please consider subscribing to that and to the YouTube channel, Stack in the Box YouTube channel as well, where we go live every week. So if you enjoy this. I really think you'd love that. We talk a ton about the Chiefs, so certainly you get your you fill there as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So where, where's Josh Gordon been? <laughs> uh, the bench. <laughs> he's,
1: he, he's been yeah, getting more snaps. They haven't figured out. out a way to use him. They haven't figured out a way yeah. to use him. They're going to have to. Yeah. But I mean, he, he got he did get more snaps last week, so maybe that's the start of them ramping him up.
0: And 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 it's and it's about the Chiefs' offense. Right. If the Chiefs' offense continues to be stuck in the mud, then Josh Gordon's not going to get going. If you get into this game and, and the ball starts coming out and you're getting it to Tyreek Hill and you're getting it to Travis Kelsey, Josh Gordon's going to get hit. He's going to come in and he's going to have a game where he gets four catches for 50 yards or something like that. That's coming, I think, but the Chiefs' offense has to get going first. Starts with that. All right, um, next up, this comes from our guy, Batman2287. You guys rock. Best podcast by far, and I've enjoyed this podcast more than Locked on Cheese. Well, thank you. That's very kind. You just took over as number one. Patrick Allen, kudos on fulfilling your agreement to do the stone-cold beer dump. Uh, if, if the Chiefs beat the Raiders next week, I suggest you do the same thing, except with two boxes of Count Chocula. Great job, you guys. Keep up the awesome work. I don't have two boxes of Count Chocula because I ate all of them. I have half a box left. But Verderam already said, went on the record and said, Yeah, he'll sit there during the podcast and just eat count chocolate out of the box. Were you able to find some yesterday? Did you get to Target? I'm gonna. I'm today's the
1: day I'm gonna go look. Today's the day. Maisie and I are gonna be running all over the place, and so I'm I'm gonna look. If I can, if I can find some, I I will buy some. I have no idea if it's still available, but believe me, I'm I'm more than happy to buy as many boxes as I can find. I
0: I may join you. I've got a little bit left, uh, and uh, I may join you in some. If it makes it through through to Sunday, because it very well may be gone by the time we get there. Appreciate your support, Batman, and glad glad we're your number one podcast. You got you guys are all number one to us. And then the lastly from our guy Clint McKenzie, the best Chiefs podcast. Hi guys, I sung your praises many times, so I won't gild the lily here. You don't hear gild the lily a lot anymore, you know. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Probably have to look that up. Um, the four you four are the best hosts out there. And a story. I have a question for you. It's quite serious, so please consider your answer carefully. What do you put on a hot dog? Thanks, Clint. Now this is controversial because we're in the Chicagoland area, and they're psycho about their way they make their hot dogs out here. With the, it's like basically a salad. Uh, so I'll just go on. The, I'll just go on on the record right now. Yeah, the Chicago hot dog is bullshit. Uh, yeah. Sorry, and apologies to Maisie for my language. Uh, okay, I see her feet smells. back there. She's still on the couch. Um, yeah, I'm sure she never hears swearing in the ram house. No, not um, especially. Um, <laughs> she's right. Well, um, uh, what do you put on a hot dog, Berdram?
1: Ketchup and mustard.
0: And if there's relish
1: around, I'll consider it. Um, but ketchup and mustard is my go-to, both at the same time. I, And by the way, uh, I don't mean to set the chat completely on fire, but I see Booker says, Portillo's for the win. Booker, I'm going there for lunch, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, look, I will say this. I, people like in Chicago, they put these like, big pickles on it. It's it, But the one thing I will fight about forever, it's not a damn sandwich. These people that come out, oh, a hot dog's (laughs) a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. They're going to stop it. It's a hot dog. And if you get the people, I love the people, well, there's just pieces of bread. No, there's not. There's one piece of bread as a hinge. Okay. Yeah. No, there's not. And and second of all, nobody calls a taco a sandwich. Okay. Like it's not, not, in Chicago, it's it's damn near close because they put everything on it. But no, the right hot dog is on the grill. Get some grow marks on it. You don't burn it to hell. You just crisp it. Ketchup and, and, and mustard, and you're good to go.
0: So look, on the hot dog as a sandwich thing. I don't really care, but I would argue that like sure it can be a sandwich. It is meat between pieces of bread, right? And here's no, what i not. Ask. There's one listen, piece listen. of bread. It's a what bun, you, damn it. What do you what do you call a hot dog that is not in a bun?
1: What do we call a hot dog? It's not a bun.
0: What it what is it called? When you go to buy it at the store, it is not people oh. people say it's not, they say it's not a sandwich, it's a hot dog, right? Yeah, not a hot dog. But when you, when you go and you buy it from the store, what is it called? It's a hot dog. Right. And is it is it between two pieces of bread? No. Not when I buy it. So it so it can't be it, a hot dog when you buy it, a hot dog when you put when you put it between two pieces of bread, you have made a hot dog sandwich. That's what it what, is. What is, I is, have is a hot dog sandwich. I, <laughs> you, you, the the Earl of Sandwich wanted to eat faster. Ooh. So when is put, the last time? he put his it. meat between it. the pieces Stop of it. bread? Stop By it.
1: By definition, it. it is a sandwich. When is the last time you went over to some house somebody's house, somebody's place, and they said, Hey, look, can I get you a sandwich? You said, Yeah, I'll take a hot dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we throw you out of the damn house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay? That's Stop a that's it. a fair point. That's a fair point. Um so I don't listen, that as far is as, such
1: nonsense. Gosh, as, far as,
0: what you, what, <laughs> as far as what you put on it. Um uh as far as what you put on it. Thank you. Hashtag
1: Pat on crack,
0: yes. Pat on crack is back. All right, I love it. Um I just like to stir the pot a little bit, keeps things interesting. So listen, what you put on a hot dog, you're right. Ketchup and mustard, that's the American way, right? These people in Chicago who are like, you don't put ketchup on it, we'll throw you out. Um, they're absolutely insane. But I come from Northeast Ohio and I actually come from a town in Ohio called Niles, Ohio, which is the birthplace of President William McKinley, by the way. Um, and also where a gentleman named Harry M. Stevens lived for a long period of time. Look him up. Harry M. Stevens. We have a, I used to run cross country up in Stevens Park in Niles, Ohio. And uh, he invented a number of things, including the baseball scorecard. And some have credited credited him with uh, inventing the hot dog because um, he was all around baseball. You know, he did. He lived in New York for a while. So, you know, I know a thing or two and the people where I come from know a thing or two about hot dogs. And the best damn hot dog you can get on this planet is at a place. There's, there's actually two places. They, they used to be the, the same. They were owned by brothers. So now they have different names. The hot dog shop in Warren, Ohio and Jib Jab. In Gerard, Ohio, which are which are two towns uh, adjacent to to Niles, Michael, that's a uh, that's that's a little bit rude, calling me stupid. Don't appreciate that because I because uh, I like a, 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 I I don't have a problem calling a hot dog a sandwich. I don't think we need to go that far. Um, but, oh, thanks and thanks to our producer uh, Sean for just throwing that up on the screen. Appreciate that as well, Sean. Um, so these chili cheese dogs they have at, at, the, at the Jib Jab and the Hot Dog Shop. Are absolutely outrageous. So I am very pro chili cheese or ketchup and mustard, depending on. And what about you all out there? You guys chili cheese on the hot dog? Are we pro chili cheese or is it just ketchup and mustard or Chicago dog people? Let us know in the chat. Um, But chili cheese. That's that's what I'd like If, if I can get a hot dog shop or jib jab hot dog. Chili cheese is the way to go. Maybe uh, Verteram. One of these days, we'll have to drive out to Cleveland or Pittsburgh for a game, and oh I'll take God. you. I'll take you to the hot dog place. They're absolutely incredible.
1: With all due respect, I drive all the way out to Cleveland for a freaking baseball game. You're taking me out for more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: It's not that far. It's not that far. Um, I'm about to
1: drive through it in about a month to go on for, for Christmas. So I uh,
0: yeah. Um, but you you you, you know, do you know what Verterim? You You take 80 most of the way out there. Oh, most of the way, my God. They,
1: yeah. Well, no, I no, I'm sorry, no, I take uh, I take ninety,
0: but it turns into eighty. Like I I just way. go
1: I go right through like I go through uh, I'm trying to think. I go through Toledo, like like right above Toledo, and then do through Cleveland, right along the lake. I mean, pretty much all. You whole might, way. you
0: stay along the lake the whole way.
1: Yeah, I go through Erie, mm-hmm. PA, and okay, then yeah. and then oh, it's okay. Over, yeah. and you you stay on. Go,
0: all the way across. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say, if you wanted to take a little detour, you could go on 80 and then work your way back up and you'd go right by this place. Uh, but yeah, chili cheese. Never tried. Oh, Evan's never tried chili cheese on a hot dog. Uh, if it's the, if it's good chili, if they put like Hormel crap on there or something like that and nacho cheese, that's what some places do. They put nacho cheese on there. It's disgusting. You need to go to a place that makes their own chili that makes their own cheese blend and put that on a hot dog. And it can be absolute heaven. Yeah, Look up Jab we'll hot Talk dog shop. Too.
1: Chris Albrecht is a hot dog topped with shredded pulled pork with vinegar barbecue sauce or chopped beef brisket with Casey oh, barbecue sauce? My God. Now that that actually could be a shame. That that sounds incredible. But we gotta digress here because my four-year-old daughter, I, I I think is is running out of any patience she has left. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and that also might be true of anyone who's listening to this going, why the hell are these two assholes talking about hot still, dogs 15 still minutes? YouTube viewership
0: um, is going down at this it, point. It
1: should be. I, I'm almost ashamed for how, how it has intent completely. Um, yeah. All right, so what do we got here? Scores, right? We got to get to scores. So all yeah, all you got to get, get the to the score, score. man. What, what's your score prediction for the game?
0: I'm going to go um, – oh, somebody asked me, do you eat chili with spaghetti noodles? No, those are those, those uh, serial killers down in Cincinnati do that. It's um, Cincinnati,
1: Mike. It's, it's Cincinnati. It's not even a, it's a city. Like, it, no, it's when's, when's the last time you heard somebody go, Yo, Where are you going for vacation? I'm going to Cincinnati.
0: Right. Yeah. I like, no, like, you know. I'm that to Northern Ohio.
1: And Gonzo, yeah. you're damn right I have. It's amazing. I'm going to be um, having one this afternoon.
0: I, I, I'm going to stick with a uh, uh, similar score to last week. I think it's going to be 27 17 Chiefs in this one. Um, I think the offense gets back on track. And I think the defense does enough to hold off the Raiders and, and get a nice uh, a nice uh, you know ten point win there for Kansas City. What about you, 27 Twenty seven
1: twenty three, and I I think I think you're riding the lightning all game with this team. Like okay, oh, no, listen, it's a Chiefs Raiders game. Yeah, they're always close. I you know I should say they're always close. Reed's actually pulling them out sometimes, but I, it feels like those games you know they're always interesting. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but I, I think the Chiefs win the game. I think it's close. I think the spreads right on. I, I just cheer for three two Chiefs. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs>
0: oh I, god, dude,
1: I, you know, I can't take it. Three to two. I mean, yeah. we we'd be on here having a funeral for me after the game. If it's
0: three, if it's three two Chiefs, I'll be stone colding two bottles of vodka at the top. That of Arby's vodka.
1: Show. That that yeah, yeah. shit they're putting out with yeah. it with the yeah. taste of like curly fries. Yeah. God. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Twenty seven. Twenty three. I think it's a game where the Raiders move the ball. The Chiefs move the ball. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Chiefs are better in the red zone than the Raiders are. I, yeah. I, I think that's that's really where we're at here. So I I will take it 27, 23. I think it's a game where you feel good about the Chiefs throughout. Um well, listen, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to put it all together. And by the way, as we're sitting here, as uh Reach dropped in, the Panthers re-signed Cam Newton. So Cam's back. Cam's back. Not that, that really impacts Kansas City, but um it's out there. So 27, 23, you've got a little more comfortable than I do. I hope you're right. We both have them at 27 points, though. I think if they score 27, they're in good shape in this game.
0: Yeah. If they their offense will definitely be back on track. As long as it doesn't come from, you know, pick sixes or, or something like that. I'd like to see. Yeah. Just a nice complete game from the offense and, and and good solid defense. That and they should. This is it. They've owned the AFC West for the most part for the last few years. Um, they need to get back to that this year. Uh, if they wanna if they wanna win the AFC West and make the playoffs and if they if they do they it look if the, you know if they can run the table here in the AFC West they're probably going to win the division so that's going to oh, be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. For, for they Kansas. do that
1: they yeah. will win the division. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um all right well, we saw some great uh, score predictions from you Jack says 34-17 Booker 38-17 that would be great. Um yeah, and, uh yeah uh Kyle 38-17 Chiefs so you guys are you guys are some of you guys are, you guys are, you guys are Chris Albright, forty-two, seventeen Chiefs. That would be great. I could use a nice stress-free Chiefs game because I haven't <laughs> be gotten. Wonderful. Yeah, I haven't gotten a single one of those this year. Um, and uh, yeah, and somebody I saw, I saw Josh Fan from uh, from Arrowhead Addict uh, asking about what he wants to see me blow my top on Armani Watts. Uh, I'm not going to go into it now because we got to get out of here. But I do think Armani Watts. Look, let some people are like, well, he's just you know he's special teams. What's he on the team for? then? just to play special teams. You've got four safeties on the roster, and Dan Sorensen could not play worse. He could not play worse. So I'm not going to blow my top here, but what I'm saying is if you've got to put another safety out there, give Armani Watts a shot. You drafted the guy in the fourth round. Dan Sorensen's undrafted. All I have to say on that is the worst thing that can happen, if you have have to have another safety out there, if you put Armani Watts out there, the worst thing that can happen is he could play like Dan Sorensen. So why the hell not?
1: I, I totally agree. Where's Deron Cherry? Can he? He's a Chiefs ambassador. Can yeah. you sign him for a yeah. game?
0: Yeah. How about Get him out there? Yeah,
1: you know, Jerome Woods, who was who was like the one good player they had <laughs> on defense in twenty in, in like the early two thousands. I, I mean, hell, I'll, like Johnny Robinson, like bring him back. He's, he's in his eighties. He, he's still he might be more spry than Dan Sorensen. How point. about
0: Eric Berry? He play in playing shape? Still week to week. Eric, Eric
1: Berry, man, I, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to track down. Get a conversation with him and it is yeah. like it is impossible it, like, he is just a ghost it, it's weird it's it, like he just fell off the face of the earth what a player yeah. but yeah that'd be
0: nice yeah. thank god Um, hope he's, hope he's okay and then everything's good with him
1: yeah all I right. haven't heard anything to the contrary just really yeah. you know played yeah. that A C title game a couple of years ago and that was kind of it like he that didn't was sign and that was, that was it but yeah. um, alright we'll see all right, everybody. we'll see going to happen
0: yeah, it's going to be an interesting show. We will be back Sunday night, right after the game, right here on the Arrowhead Attic YouTube channel. Make sure you tune in. We'll go live pretty much as soon as the game right is over. It's just, just, a, just a few minutes, so uh, it, it should be interesting. And uh, we appreciate you uh, watching. Hit that thumbs-up button on your way out, and we will see you guys on Sunday night. For Matt Verde. my name is Patrick Allen. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Go Chiefs!